Hey guys, welcome to the Bang Broadcast, episode number 463. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. Why, why'd you have that weird pause there? <laughs> because I hiccuped. Okay. <laughs> We're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. I thought this was going to be the episode where you finally like became honest with us, and you're like, and I'm Walter <laughs> Mikowski. And it's I'm been a ruse Walter the Bronco. whole time. Not uh, the all. first the first way way we come at you is with the weekend geek bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Uh, the next part is the list: the comic books that we are looking forward to coming out December first, twenty twenty one. Then we follow it up with our weekly rotating main topic, and this week we're bringing you part thirty one of our great Marvel movie retrospective. But this one's a great Marvel television retrospective. That's right, we're doing a preemptive look at the first two episodes of Disney Plus and Marvel Studios' Hawkeye, which just debuted this past week. So, spoilers for the first two episodes, and also, this could be a little bit different from the rest, because we don't we don't know where the show's going yet. So this is going to be more in line with the movie fix. Oh my uh, goodness, this is a movie fix? I better leave. No, it's, it's in line. I'm going to drink my beer, the... though. Oh, hey, okay. go ahead, go ahead. I'm going to... Yeah. Hey, and guys, I think we're Paul, all drinking that, the same that, thing. Yeah, that beer you're holding looks, looks similar it, to the one that I have. It looks familiar. Guys... The colors, the color cans that we're drinking from, all the same color. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? Uh, we're drinking uh, from the variety pack, the uh, holiday offerings from Clown Shoes. What is it called this year? The 12 Beers of Christmas? Um, and we're drinking just straight through the box as listed. And so we're starting off with Reindeer Games. This is a Bavarian-style IPA. And um, it's okay. It's decent. Like, I'm not getting much off of it. It's kind of watery at, in that back end for me. It's, it's got just... a little malty, a little dry your mouth out hops. I'm I'm halfway done with mine. I've just been kind of slugging it back. It's mm-hmm. there's yeah there's there's nothing great about it. There's nothing bad about it. Would I actively seek this out? No. No. Um... We had this last year when we did the exact same thing because we also picked up the 12 uh, Beers of Christmas or their advent calendar, whatever they had called it, last year. And this is one of the beers that was also included in that. I put it at a 3.25. Maybe that can just hit a little bit better than this one because I did drop down my rating on it. Um, It's not bad. It's not a show-stopping start to the pack, though. Like This isn't something that's great, and I think it's in the pack because it's called Reindeer Games. More than anything else. There's nothing great about this. Unlike the Ben Affleck movie of the same name. Still which, never seen it. Really? Check yeah, it out. I, it's probably on something streaming. Yeah. I, I have finally watched, watched Planes, Trains. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I, no, I was just... It, I just watched it maybe a year ago. I think I watched it last Christmas. Well, I nice. finally watched Planes, Trains, and Automobiles for the first time this year. That's... Very surprising. The now, you before, say uh, the first time this year or the first, first time, time ever, ever this year? Like, I've seen some key... I think I've seen... There was the one scene where, you know, uh, John Candy w- wakes up next to Steve Martin that I've seen. Somehow I've seen that. Like, it must have been on, like, You've some weird clip show. that to me. Yeah. He, yeah, he knows the quotes from some. It's the always sunny principle where he's never seen it, but he knows what people say about it, and he can regurgitate that out. Yeah. See, I think it's funny is because Eric is probably one of the biggest fans of this movie I know. 
He loves. Well, we no, watch National Lampoon's about... Christmas Vacation every year. Another no, John Hughes I, movie. I, I think he also loves this movie. He does so love so... John Candy quite a bit. I, he even made a Facebook post about like this is like my seventeenth time seeing this movie, kind of a thing, which I surprises me that you guys used to hang out all the time. That it's surprising that you guys hadn't watched it together. Right. When we would get together, we would get through television shows we either started watching and never finished, or like television shows we really liked as kids. So it started with Smallville, and that was a chore, and we gave up on that. Like we we start we, the whole point was to finish shows we never finished. And sometimes the there's a reason he didn't. When he yeah. got to college, I was like, I think I gave this enough. I'm yeah. done. Yeah, we, we, we stopped Smallville. Uh, then we went to Battlestar Galactica. That was a great choice. Or maybe we started with Battle, And then we uh, we were watching um, the, the MacGyver. MacGyver for a while. That was great. And then we went to Twin Peaks. Got to the second season. We, we, we both agreed we weren't enjoying it. And just we stopped that to like mid-second season. Uh, and then you know, pandemic and every and he have him having kids and everything. And we kind of stopped doing that, so we never got together to watch movies. That was our, that's the thing. Long story long, <laughs> we watch TV shows and not movies. Sorry, this is going to be a nice quick episode, everybody. Like yeah. just talking about two episodes is, of television and drinking is some it? beer. It's fine. We're we're getting right into the news garden, right, Chris? What did you think about this beer? <laughs> It's not great. I'm, I'm glad I'm finished with it. I'm already excited to start the next one. But I'll tell you something that I'm also upset about. Uh, and this is coming out from Lucasfilm. Uh, announced the other day that the Disney Plus show Rangers of the New Republic, uh, dead on arrival. And by on arrival, I mean before any work was actually put into it. Uh, supposedly they game plan some stuff. Just didn't want to go ahead with it. Not continuing with it. They didn't write any scripts or anything. A lot of people are supposing that this has to do with the fact that Gina Carano's character, uh, Cara Dune, has basically been removed from uh, the Mandalorian universe now, and she was going to be a key factor in it, and off the table now. Uh, could I uh, suppose this to you, or give this suppose? I don't know. There's a way to. There's I a way to interject. Say it. Here's what I think. Yeah, because we got. Uh... Cast recently, we talked about last week how Paul Sung Young Lee uh, became is, is got cast as Uncle Iroh mm-hmm. in the Avatar: the Last Airbender. Would it be maybe now that they don't have Gina Car- uh, Carano and also him because he was the rebel pilot, right? That gave Cara Dune the the badge in the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was going to kind of revolve around his character as well. Now he's busy making the last airbender series over at netflix so it's like two strikes and they're like ah let's just call it i don't think so no you think it's more gina carrero than i think it's just they were planning a Mm -hmm. show around that character they tried to maybe work that character out how could they do it and it just fell apart they couldn't get everything together yeah but uh, it was also noted that some of the stuff that they were going to work into that show is going to find its way into The Mandalorian, too. So I think some of those threads will just be kind of woven into Mandalorian Season 4 or wherever they wind up going after uh, 
Book of Boba Fett in season three. Well, they kind of have to, right? Because the whole tease of all these series was everything was going to have like a little like breadcrumb to lead to a monster like crossover uh, Avengers Endgame style. Yes. You know, so if there were threads that were supposed to be in that series, they have to be put somewhere. Otherwise, you're going to be having holes in your plots. I mean, this is just one thing that's coming off the table because there's still a bunch of other stuff that they had announced um, at that Disney investor call that we still don't know a lot about yet. And who knows, some of the stuff could still be woven into something like Ahsoka. Because we mm-hmm. believe that show is going to pick up a little bit in the past, but who knows, it could still jump forward to like the current time frame of you know five years after... Return of the Jedi. Like, there's ways for them to still tell these stories. It could even be in the comics. Like, they're starting to work more stuff into, like, the publishing side of things. That's also weaving into other uh, venues of information and entertainment as well. So, they, they they have ways. And I think they just throw a lot of stuff out there, and then some stuff sticks and some stuff doesn't. You know. Mm-hmm. Who else had anything? Anything? Uh, I, I, um, the one thing I had see, I saw, and it was something that happened a little bit ago, was um, Black Panther two production being shut down for a holiday break. Um, some of the rumors is around uh, the actress who plays um, Black Panther's sister, um, Shiri. They've been, ha- they've been having trouble with her on set with. Um, COVID-related incidences and her views on that and the fact that they were going to be filming in other countries that maybe they're waiting for certain things to be lifted so she can travel. There's a lot of... The other side of that, too, is she also was injured on set, too. So that could be part of it as well. Yeah, Like I said, there's just a lot of... There was a lot of speculation around why it closed down when usually these movies don't close down like that. Ah, so we're pulling that out of the speculation swamp, not out of the news garden. Okay, okay. We gotta... We'll, well get that... It, she, from sources, she was being a problem on set and had to mm-hmm. been talked to a couple times about stuff. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Speculation swamp. Yeah, we don't Writing want speculation down, swamp. Adding we gotta... it to to this garden. This thing is massive. This garden we have <laughs> is pretty mo- huge. Most of, most of the garden doesn't seem like it's actual like plowable, <laughs> fertile. It's ground. not very fertile land. It's not. It's just you know, it's just out there. I... It's the back forty. We never yeah. really cleared it. The irrigation got weird, and we created a speculation swamp accidentally. You know, it happens. Originally, I thought it was like one of those small little gardens. City plots? Next to your thing with a white picket fence all around it and heads of cabbage. And you got to keep that, keep those rabbits out of it. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, maybe one nice tree for getting, sure, the other traded plants. Yeah, but know? there's a lot. There's, we, got, we got casting, uh, casting the bushes. Casting patch. The casting, casting patch. patch. The trailer trees. Trailer trees. We got, we got this thing's massive. Just, yeah, now you got the speculation swap. You know? Just, just massive. <laughs> oh, 
it, it's the one thing I've contributed to this podcast, other than Hey Guys. <laughs> we love the Hey Guys. <laughs> Paul, Paul, we did Hello Everyone for a while, and then it became the Hey Guys. And much like it's became the Hey Guys, it's became the time for the next Another. beer, beer number two. From the Clown Shoes 12 Days of Christmas, or 12 Beers of Christmas, whatever it's called. I don't have the box in front of me. Uh, this is the Space Cupcake IPA. And I have not had this one once before, even though this is something that has been around for a while. I thought it was just kind of an offshoot of their regular Space Cake IPA. But they say this one is a sessionable 6% ABV American IPA, brewed with mosaic hops. And this is kind of a middle-of-the-road IPA, like there's nothing great about it. There's nothing bad. It's not what I would expect from like a marquee craft brewery like Clown Shoes, though. Like this is kind of to the level of if a new brewery opened down the block from you and you walk in and you're like, oh, this is their mom and pops IPA. It's the first IPA that they've brewed. Like it's not bad, but there's nothing that makes you say like, oh, yeah, like give me one of those like if i'm okay with having this from the advent calendar but i think if i had bought a six pack or four pack of this however it would normally come on its own i'd probably be like mm, the other three will be like porch drinking because i can't cook with it because it's an ipa um i gave this the same rating as reindeer games but i liked reindeer games better than like i think this as you said paul in the first one had more wateriness this has got kind of like ghosty watery on the back end it it, again is a little more malty on the front the hops aren't really making a they're not showing up to the, the the space station here like it just like you said chris it's kind of a little bit below expectations for clown shoes or for a brewery you know like Mm -hmm. this is you know you kind of have those levers like levels like above above homebrew a brewery an exceptional brewery and like kind of how you go but this just doesn't this is it's it's not great yeah it's not uh it's okay no i was gonna say just before you go um as soon as like I read their description on the website about this saying it's a sessionable like IPA at six percent. As soon as I started thinking sessionable low ABV IPA, I think founders all day. And is this a founders all day IPA? No. Like I would much rather have that. And all day is I think a lower ABV too. Yeah. So Yeah. It's four point like two. Or something. Yeah, I I could yeah, drink four a, and a half. A lot more of those and it's still a bigger, fuller, richer beer. Like that it's a no-brainer, but go ahead, Paul. I said it be- oh, while we were on pause, but this tastes like what the NAs are trying to accomplish, which is like a light, pale ale version. Like, if I was drinking this and it was a non-alcoholic beer, I'd be like, hey, this is a really great non-alcoholic beer. But guys, you're at 6% here, and you're failing. You know, it's 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 almost got a tropical fruity kind of thing to it because it's light. It teases it. it. 
it but it doesn't follow through that flavor doesn't follow through it it's but then you guys are saying oh these, these ipas aren't that great i i don't go to clown shoes for ipas though like i like their you know their darker beers like the um i can't think of any of the names now but they're normally there's something to do with zombies and or Pretty some stuck. unicorn beast the yeah. unicorn yeah, the, unidragon the, the bear the bear lake stuff we used to get yeah. from them were always super exceptional, and they had a red IPA aged in bourbon that was fantastic. Like that turned sour, and they didn't mean it to, and we got our money back. No, that was the um, <laughs> that was that one with the shamrocks. It was like an yeah, Irish yeah the arch druid or something. Yeah, yeah, Irish red. Yeah, but the no, it's so. I've never. I haven't been impressed. I don't remember ever being impressed with. Clanchu's IPAs or, you know, their ales. Well, you know, they're non dark beers. Um I'm really hoping out of this twelve pack we find one that I'm well, excited about and well, the, that the I next one we have coming up is a stout, so hopefully that one kinda rekindles that flame. because um, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean it's starting off kinda weak. Yeah. But you know what goes strong. Wait, is dramatic reading now? Or? No, <laughs> no, no. It's after. No, after it's the a list. list. Four hundred sixty-three. Four hundred sixty-three guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the book that I am picking up, and because it's coming from DC Comics, it is being released on November thirtieth. But most comic books, and you think about Comic Book Day, is going to be December first, which is a Wednesday. Uh, I'm picking up Human Target number two. Um, we'll review Human Target number one next show. Um, but this is by Tom King and Greg Smallwood. And this is the continuing story of what set up in issue one of uh, uh, Human Target. Um, Christopher Chance, uh, he has 11 days to solve his own death kind of a thing. Um, or his own murder. Uh, and it's gonna be. It seems like it's gonna be like a classic hits through comic book characters, interactions that he's gonna have with with different big uh, comic book guys as he's trying to solve his own death. First episode has got a a lot of Lex Luthor in it, and uh, I, I enjoy. I enjoyed it enough. I enjoy what Tom King does with a lot of these characters, Mr. Miracle being one big one, uh, Vision being another one, um, the uh, uh, Adam Strange one I liked, but I didn't keep up on. I figured I'd pick it up and trade and probably enjoy it better that way than reading it month to month. Um, but this is one that I think I will continue to buy issue to issue to find out who murdered uh, the human target. Was it the human bullet? Ooh. No. No. Oh. Fingers you crossed. Six other. <laughs> you would need other seven, uh, six other uh, soldiers of victory. Uh, Paul, what book are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to a black label book over from DC Comics. Holy and moly. Is, and, and this is Wonder Woman, Historia, The Amazons. Written by Kelly Sue DeConnick and art by Phil Jimenez. Uh, this is the untold story of the 
the creation of the Amazons in the DC universe, but not really in the DC universe because it's a black label book. So, you know, continuity. Who cares? But you know what? It's Kelly Sue DeConnick telling me the story of uh, Hippolyta, Hippolyta. Hopefully they explain how to pronounce it in this issue. I finally learned how to uh, pronounce Mark and Roe from uh, Star Wars uh, The High Republic. It's Mark and Roe. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I, I found out that it's uh, David Aha and not David Aja, as we always say. Hmm. So it is a H. We had that conversation J, on, yes, I think when we did this for like trading policy years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fun fact. Or we just talked about, I don't know if we ever did the trading policy. I think we just talked about the book as it was coming out for quite a while. No, because uh, no, Steve I, made us read it. Super fun. Yeah, somebody, oh, somebody, okay. yeah, somebody put it to us like you guys should read that, and we were all like, "Yeah, why?" That was when we were like, "Yeah, why aren't we reading Marvel books? Because they're <laughs> doing some good stuff." Well, so they it, did. They did two good books at that time: the Thor, <laughs> the Hawkeye. But they were they were they were doing more and more books that we started. I mean, we read more Marvel books now because and then we started, those, yeah. Because those books put us on that path to say, hey, Marvel is doing some good stuff over here. And then they did Wolverine and the X-Men. We like that one, too. Yeah. yeah. And then, Jason Aaron. That's, yeah. And then like Chris liked the book. That that you, wait, who didn't talk about a book? I'm Chris. Me. Chris. You, and there was a book that you wanted to talk about that was coming out this week. Yeah, and this is a book I know I've picked before for the list, but then it got pushed back. And then I was going to pick it last week when we did the list, but it had gotten pushed back till December, and now it's coming out again earlier than it was supposed to. And this is the DC uh, Gotham City Villains Anniversary Giant Number 1. Much like every other superhero in the DC Universe, all the big names are celebrating their 80th anniversaries this year. Uh, and DC decided to just do one big overarching DC Villains book. Uh, they already did one for the Joker, but everyone else is kind of getting bundled together in this one. So this is your typical DC, DC anthology book, uh, 96 pages, it's $10, uh, but original stories featuring Scarecrow, Poison Ivy, Rachel al Ghul, Talia al Ghul, the Mad Hatter, Killer Moth, the original Red Hood, uh, and the Penguin. And I'm lingering on that one because, guys, this is going to be the moneymaker for me because the Penguin story is being written by Danny DeVito. And I just think Are that's you kidding awesome. Me? No, that is 100% serious. Uh, you look at the creators on this book. It's people like uh, G. Willow Wilson, Joshua Williamson, Margaret Scott, Danny DeVito. Um, so wow. there you have it. De- Danny DeVito written Penguin Story. Um, I already wanted to get this book because I enjoy picking up these anthology books. For the most part, I enjoy them. Um, some of them have been misses. Uh, see the Aquaman one previously. But you know what? I think there's enough characters that I like. There's one solid creators behind them. Um, yeah, you know what? Sign me up for another one. You're getting signed up. You just signed yourself up, sir. My name's on the yeah. list. Name is on the list. That's the name of the segment. Yeah. And now... The Bag and the Boardcast presents a dramatic reading from Hawkeye, My Life is a Weapon, Volume 1, Page 16, Panel 3. Bro! Get that bro! 
And that was a dramatic reading from Hawkeye, My Life as a Weapon, Volume 1, page 16, panel 30. I usually do the, wow, and you can see that panel on the Instagram. Oh. I don't know if I can do it for myself, though. Uh, okay, let me, hey, if you like that dramatic reading and want to see what panel, what it actually looks like on the screen, you can do that over at our Instagram page. Follow us at uh, Instagram at uh, Chris Voice, our Instagram again. Bagged and board. Oh, bagged and board. Oh, that, should, that should have been easy. And thanks, John, for posting that panel. Uh, over Paul, on our... Paul, Paul, it's the name of the show. What, what show is this again? 460. Because... Wait, wait, but wait a second. Guys, we're talking about Hawkeye. A television show uh, that's premiering right now. It's like going on now. We're not doing retrospective. This feels too much like a movie fix and not a bag and broadcast. That's all I'm saying. See? I get up. I had a segue. I had it in my <laughs> hands, and then I let it go. No, no, I had it, and then he came over and it's like nerd and slapped it out of I my hand. Crushed it like a like a bird. Tell me about the rabbits. <laughs> oh, curly. And uh, hopefully, guys, you find this next beer is a Christmas treat because it came out of the uh, Advent calendar. Twelve beers, Christmas from Clown Shoes. John, what is that beer? So this beer is The Exorcist, a dry-hopped stout. And guys, I really enjoy this because it reminds me of a black IPA. Yeah, I get that. The hoppy character mixed with those nice roasted stout notes uh, I find quite exceptional. You also, on the cover of this can, have uh, John Constantine wearing clown shoes uh, fighting demons who are coming out of the ground. Wait, is that I? I pour the can into my glass, and then what I had left, I yeah. passed off to Yanni because she actually likes stout. So I didn't actually look at the can art for this. Oh yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. John Constantine fighting demons in a wood. Yeah. Cool. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts about this beer? Because I like it a lot. Nailed it, John. This is exactly uh. The, the kind of black IPA kind of style that I would be looking for. This has got that nice dry up front, big multi kind of dark roasty finish. Not overly roasty. I don't feel like I have smoke. I don't feel like I smoked anything. You know, sometimes like you get that big multi um, <clears throat> roasted smoke kind of flavor and you feel like you could cough smoke rings. I'm not getting that, but I'm getting a nice depth of flavor. Um, I like this beer. I like all beers. I'm going to be selecting all beers for my 12 days. <laughs> uh, no, I so far of the three that we've had from this year's pack and this year's offerings, this is the one that I like the most. I didn't rate it too much higher than the other two, but this is definitely a nice drinkable American style. And it just that dry hop gives it that nice kind of hop bite that does kind of put it into that black ipa family like it's not it's not bad um this is one if i was somewhere that was bargatory i i would order another one yeah if this is a clown shoes beer that was on my shelf year round i feel like i'd pick it up once a month every other 
every other month. Like, it'd be something whenever I'm in that, like, black IPA mood and mm-hmm. go, oh, there's nothing. I mean, I brought it to the table. We start making our own. Mm-hmm. Because you can't find black IPAs anywhere. Anytime I'm in that mood for that beer, this is what I would go for. Home brewers, put your pants back on. We're not actually making beer. We're just pouring two beers together into one glass and then drinking it. So. Yeah, that's science. <laughs> I would imagine if you're listening to this show, you've listened to previous shows yeah. uh, and heard us do that on the show. I'm always hoping that we keep on getting new listeners with each and every episode, yeah. that we're constantly growing. You never know what's going to happen. Just like you never know, uh, sometimes we might jump forward in time and do a great Marvel movie retrospective. Uh, 10 titles down the road because, uh, guys, we just had Hawkeye debut last week. We got two episodes on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and now we're going to talk about it in our great Marvel television retrospective. Uh, part 31. Pre, pre perspective, perspective, uh, perspective. We're, we're still looking back at everything, but. We'll wind up talking about this later once we get some more answers from stuff, because, man... In the real retrospective. In the real retrospective, because, I mean, it's still going to be like a year away. (laughs) That's it. Go ahead, John. This was a great show to kick off the holiday season. I got to sit down in the evening, the day before Thanksgiving, the Christmas tree was lit up. And sit and enjoy and watch this soon-to-be holiday classic in the Weatherwax household. Uh, Matt Fraction and David Aha's um, run on uh, My Life as a Weapon as a First Trade, but their run on Hawkeye is one of my favorite runs. It's put Hawkeye, one, as a character that I like, but also set the bar for... Hawkeye stories that I want to read and every Hawkeye story I read after this will always be judged against the series I absolutely love it every year I read a different book from from the series uh, different trade um, just because I love it and it's something I constantly want to go back to and this is a I was worried about how they were going to do this adaptation but in this role uh, with <clears throat> Kate Bishop and Hawkeye, the characters are kind of reversed. Yeah. In the mm-hmm. book, Kate Bishop has got her shit together, and Hawkeye's kind of a lovable screw-up just getting through. And in the series, Hawkeye's kind of got his stuff together. He's been doing this for, <laughs> he's been mm-hmm. doing this for years. He knows how to do everything. He knows how to walk up put a fireman outfit on, walk through a scene to try to get something. He's a shield agent. <laughs> He's yeah. a shield agent. And uh, you have you have Kate Bishop who's falling through the ceiling and not uh, not helping. You know, like it's it's a lot of fun and as far as I can tell in these first two episodes, like I still get the feel of what I loved about the Matt Fraction Hawkeye but it's not exactly shot for shot, page to screen kind of thing. But I still get the same feel, and I'm liking it. Yeah, I think to talk about Hawkeye, the Disney Plus series, you definitely need to bring up 
the Matt Fraction, David Aha run on Hawkeye because this is drawing so much from that, even though it's like 50-50, that Matt Fraction run and where we have Clint Barton now from the MCU, this definitely leans more into he's just that kind of like normal person, weird random situation. He's he's thrown into life. He's going to deal with it the only way he knows how by being Clint Barton. And it's fun to see him getting to this, even though it is kind of a switch from that character in the MCU. Like, we had glimpses of it. I think the closest we got to that Matt Fraction Hawkeye was in Age of Ultron, where he pulls out the bow and arrow on Quicksilver, and he's like, you could just do it. No one would know. (laughs) Like, I feel like that's probably the closest we got to this Hawkeye. But I'm glad to see him actually in live action now. Um, And I think you hit the nail on the head, too, because we are getting introduced to Kate Bishop, who at the point that her and Clint started interacting in the Hawkeye run, she had already been around for almost 10 years in the comics. So she had her feet under her. Um, At this point, you're definitely seeing her kind of going through those learning curve motions and you have him taking that father figure, like mentor role to her because she lost her father at a young age during the Chitauri siege on New York with a fun flashback to the first Avengers movie. And now you have her family life kind of falling apart with like a new stepdad who's into some shady shit that she wants nothing to do with. But yeah, Hawkeye, Hawkeye could be Papa now. Like, and I like that relationship that they're building towards. And if, Eventually, they do have those roles reversed back to how they are in the comic. I'm here for it, too. I think this is a great introduction to Kate as a character and a great continuation for Clint on his run. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, this is a Hawkeye that, unlike in the book, which is a lovable loser, a guy that's got money, but he's, like, just just going through it, and he's just, like, kind of winging it. In the comic book, uh, this is the this is the hard luck uh, blue collar worker hero, which is uh, something that my dad really enjoys. Like when he, the thing that he loved most about Hellboy was this is just a guy doing his job, <laughs> and uh, and the, we get that in this. Uh, I do feel like I'm a little worried about this series because that second episode felt filler already. With oh we got to get the suit. Okay, why 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 do you really need the suit? Oh, so nobody else wears it and then gets into trouble. And okay, cool. And then they go to a LARPing convention, and I'm like, all right, <laughs> like it just I know I, I've you know how many issues how many episodes is this series? Is uh, it eight? Six. Is it six? Yep. So and basically second... the way it's going to work out. Um, is each episode is another day until Christmas. And the way that the episodes are going to be airing is we're going to be getting one a week until the sixth episode is the week of Christmas Day. Okay, because Christmas is on Saturday this year, so we'll get it on Wednesdays. Um, No, I just felt like number two was a little filler. I feel that Kate comes off a little annoying 
like, hey, don't call, you know, in the second episode, because we get, don't call me ever. I will block you. Emergencies only. And then she's there texting him, like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, girl, come on. Like, that's not the Kate Bishop. Yeah. I, I, I think that's just a case of he's an elder statesman of the hero universe at this point, And you see him kind of going through that, um, with Rogers, the musical, him having that run in with the dude at the urinals, him getting his like meal comped when they go out for Chinese food. Like he doesn't want that life though. And now he's, you know, partners running hip to hip with someone that's basically that embodiment of hero worship. And he's just kind of over it at that point. So him <laughs> having that talk with her, it just read kind of true as he's someone that's got kids. Like he doesn't want another one at this point, but he realizes like she, she needs to be polished a little bit. Uh, like just said, I thought that was just kind of a fun interaction. And of course her as, you know, Millennial is like, oh, yeah, I'm going to text him as soon as he's out of sight. Like, something's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, there's something, Chris, you were, you've been on call for work. Um, mm-hmm. There's something about people having your number and then, like, just when you know that, oh, I might be getting a call from work. And then you get that call and it just makes your heart, like, jump a beat. And you're just like, oh, fuck, what do I have to deal with right now? Like, that's that's the kind of thing, like, I would hate if somebody started, I'm like, hey, emergencies only. Yes, but And then also, you start getting all those bullshit calls. I think you're leading a lot more I'm Paul into this. Also, okay. yeah, from a, a plot standpoint, he had to, well, she had to get his phone to get his information so she could then track him with the Bishop Security Company app tracking software so she could then find where he was when he had been taken it uh-huh. they i think that this is more a case of like they had to work backwards from the plot like well how does kate know where he is like oh uh-huh. we're, at which we're point my now. wife kate asked he asked me to pause it just so she can be like how much bullshit is that paul and i'm like it's pretty bullshit <laughs> yeah but paul they're five years in the future they are five <laughs> years in the future and this is a different world where maybe like that kind of thing, those kind of like agreements would just be like, nope, if you have a phone, it can be tracked at all times, no matter what you're doing. So, especially with an Avengers phone. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but would Hawkeye have an Avengers phone? Yes, because he wouldn't pay for a service himself. He's already got four ki- he's got three kids to feed. <laughs> and they already established in the Falcon and Winter Soldier. They didn't get paid much. Yeah. Yeah, but he has his, uh, he's got his pension from uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. S.H.I.E.L.D.? That went under, that then got all their, yeah. all their government resources suspended because they were actually uh, Hydra. Uh, they were afraid yeah, for a terrorist organization. Kind of I think moment. he's doing just fine because he was getting Avengers money for a little bit. Do you see the hotel room they were in in New York City? Like Comped. Yeah, I feel like a lot of his stuff is like, hey, I'm just taking my family out for dinner. And then they're like, hey, no. Thanks, man. You saved us. And he's just like, I just want to buy my kids some crab rangoon. Like, come on. Is that why and it's in New York. so much at food? 
at dinner? You ordered so much food? Do you, you think he's doing the like, oh, I'll buy everything. What? you? This is on you? Nah, I don't see uh, him doing that. No, nah, I don't see uh, Clint Burton doing that. I did watch it with, uh, I watched the first episode, you know, on a uh, projector. Very nice. Um, I watched the second episode at home and I turned on closed captioning because that's what I do now because I'm old. Um, I did notice on closed captioning, funny, uh, Every character, if a character's talking and they're not actually on screen, they put the character's name mm-hmm. in capital letters. Can you guess what they called Clint Barden uh, when that would happen? I'm guessing Hawk Guy. No, just Barden. Oh, okay. They I was, I was thinking they made a reference the... back to the comics where it's Hawkeye and Hawk Guy with Kate and Clint. Because even when he's talking to his kids, that would be also Barden and his wife. Also, Barton, they refer to the, all them with their first name, but they don't refer to him with his first name in capital letters. And then in the closed captioning, if somebody says his name, it's, you know, capital letter C and then the rest of the letters. Because as we learned from the Mark Millar uh, series, Clint, the problem with capitalizing all the letters in Clint's name. Yes. It looks like the C word. Um how do we feel about where again we've only had the first two episodes where this could be going because we get uh tony dalton appearing as the sword master who in the comics even in the hawkeye run we have flashbacks to him training clint barton Uh, we already know that yelena is going to be showing up from the Black Widow post credit scene. A um, little bit of Google we, Foo. Hmm? We got Echo. E- Echo tease at the, the very end of, end of episode, episode number two. two. Um, looking at the IMDB, and we don't know how much of this is going to be like full episode appearances, or it could be like a stinger at the end. Uh, Florence Pugh is credited as having four episodes of Hawkeye. So we've already got the first two. It's a six-episode show. So she will be present for the rest of the series. Um, where where do you think they're going to lead off? Like, what's ultimately the plan here? Because we've had, again, uh, what did you call it, John? The supposition swamp? What was it? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Paul comes up with I don't, this. I don't remember. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. But people are saying, like, oh... You know, chances are really good that Kingpin's going to be appearing in this because he did fund the tracksuit mafia in the comics. Echo's appearing. He set her up to be an assassin in the Daredevil comics. Like, it's all coming together. It makes sense. A couple weeks ago, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio put up a thing on Twitter saying he was excited for Hawkeye to come out. How much is... Are they going to be drawing from? Because I don't want this to be one of those... Spider-Man No Way Home situations where everyone gets worked up into a frenzy like we talked about last episode. Oh, or, Toby Maguire, Andrew Garfield, they're in it. Well, what if they're not? Or they WandaVision. Are. What if they are? Like, yeah, WandaVision. It's not Mephisto, Mephisto. It's, it's, not. <laughs> it's going to be, you know, Doctor Strange is going to show up. Doctor Strange is going to show up. And then, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, we're putting on our I boots think, and going out to the speculation swamp. Okay. Here we I go. think I've also heard that they think, um, what's his name who played Punisher? Is supposed to be in this, um, the the from the Netflix series. John 
Bernthal? Bernthal, yeah. yeah. Uh, he'll be reprising Punisher in this, and then also I've heard that Moon Knight might make an appearance in it too. So, yeah, right. like people speculating what's going on to the show makes it bigger than what we've already seen. We've already seen, all right, it's in New York City, but it's pretty condensed to mm-hmm. that Matt Fraction thing. Even the the guy who stole. The Ronin suit. His name was Grills. Yeah. Well, Grills is from Grills is from the sh- series. He's the guy Gr- grilling on the ceiling. Gr- grills or gr- yeah. grilling on the roof. Grills, Grills. Um, uh, also leads into one of the best issues of the comic with uh, his murder on the rooftop that Lucky the Pizza Dog's got to solve. Yeah. Uh, and also the you see the um um. The tracksuit mafia guy who's wearing the brown trench coat over the tracksuit, his character name is credited as the same um, as the clown assassin. So it's Mm. another character from that series. I feel like you're not going to get too much else in this. I don't think you're going to get Kingpin. It would be a great surprise if we did. I think Echo is the thing that they're tying into this for her then to have her spinoff series because she's supposed to be getting a series after this. I think that's the big the big thing we're going to get out of this. I think it's going to be a very contained Hawkeye show. Yeah. If it gets bigger, I think it it might be too much because like how much bigger can you get for it? You know, it'd be great if. It would be great if Kingpin shows up. I really like D'Onofrio yeah. as Kingpin. Um, even in the season three with Bullseye in um, in in season three of Daredevil, like he still was a really good a really good character. Um, yeah, I I don't want it to get too big. I want it to stay the series that I love and tying into those but yeah like I feel if they're going to be doing this they're going to be doing it smart I feel like everything they've done with the TV series have been somewhat self-contained leading to other things um, that are planned that may have bigger plans being like the multiverses with Loki but even then, it's still that Loki series is still really self-contained. So, Paul, your thoughts, and then I'm gonna say after that we do our final beer for the oh, wow. evening. Okay. Is that the crisp? Uh, this is crisp little, boy? the little crispy. All right, I'm gonna run and grab it. I'm not, I'm not gonna try to echo much like Echo uh, does on the show, uh, but I do want to say yes. I'm hoping it's more self-contained. I would rather Lawrence Pugh not show up in this for four whole episodes out of the six episodes that seems like quite a bit because uh, that means next episode we get her initially i thought it would be like that tail end maybe like last episode like once everything's been resolved then she shows up kind of like throwing that monkey wrench into the works of like the happy ending that we get um I think her first appearance might be just like a tease at the end and then we'll get her for like the last three. I think that fourth episode is just like the popping in at the end, kind of like we had with Echo on this one. 
Um, but what else do you think, Paul? Because I, because I do want this to be that evergreen, like, I can go back to it. It's Christmas time, everybody. Time to watch Hawkeye. Put the Yule Log on. Fire up Hawkeye. Let's watch it. I, I want it to be a very standalone, very the diehard of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which people are, you know, already, like, clamoring it is or will be. You know, a fun Christmassy action thing. I do feel like um, what these move these episodes have been like what forty minutes, fifty minutes, like they've been so, almost an hour. Yeah, yeah the the yeah. first one was actually like pretty decent length because I remember at one point looking to see how much was left, and I was like, oh my gosh, like there's still twenty minutes left. Like they're packing a lot into this. Yeah, I feel like they move quickly. Like I don't feel like it's way down. So. Knowing that it's going to be just six episodes, like they move at a really decent clip. I think I could watch this during the holiday season, find time for it without much problem. Uh, as long as it doesn't get too bogged down in the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and trying to do too much. Uh, I do have to say that watching it on a big screen projector, when they cut to the actual movie scenes, you could tell the difference in quality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was obvious like, Oh, this is from the movie. It, it was jarring watching it on, then seeing the second episode on my home television. I'm like, Ooh, I kind of want to see if they do that again, where they splice in movie scenes, because I want to see if there's a difference. If I can tell the, you know, if it's this jarring and yeah, it's still jarring. It's still like a little like, yeah, this is definitely from the movies. It's not... The quality's not quite the same. I didn't have that watching it on my TV. Chris? No, I... I think the TV stuff does look good, but I think there is a little bit more disparity between the two, and I think it's something that could have been a little bit more apparent in something like Loki if we didn't have it being watched through... Loki's greatest hits on, like, Mobius's, like, weird retro... Yeah, they put a filter over it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think they did a good job of hiding it, but I think it's a little bit noticeable, but I think it doesn't look cheap, though. I think it, it's... I'm trying to think what to compare it to. Like, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie versus the live-action The Next Mutation series that you had on Fox Kids. Like, I think it's not that bad so right, right, if right. anyone gets that reference cool good Anya thank you you know any more for Power uh, Rangers movie to season 3 of Power yeah. Rangers like there's it's not that far it's, removed like you can tell they did still put money into this show even though it's not as big as some of the other ones we had like um, Falcon and Winter Soldier or Loki or WandaVision because mm-hmm. You know they're not putting people in wingsuits and dropping them out of helicopters flying through canyons in, in Hawkeye. Uh, but what do we think about Little Crispy, the crisp ale? This is a nice beer to bring out if you were disc golfing. It's it's uh, light and refreshing. Like they call this it is a the pale beer. ale. Like when I went to check in on it, they call it a pale ale. It's a little bit more like Pillsy with just like that kind of like mm-hmm. mouthfeel from it. But I don't know if it's because 
I'm drinking out of a glass and I had the exorcist. After I finished that, I poured the little crispy into my glass without having rinsed it. And it's coming off as kind of metallic-y and yeah, almost uh, like soapy on yeah. like the sides of my tongue. And I don't know if that was just yeah. like a combination of like the mouthfeels from the two of them, but I do not like this one. I don't I hate I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. I actually would I think I would take this. I would do Exorcist number one, Little Crispy number two, Reindeer Games, and then Space Cupcake. I'm the same power rankings, but flip your last two. Um, so I do, I do Space Cupcake before I did Reindeer Games. I just I would do Exorcist number one, and then probably Reindeer Games then the space cupcake and then this at the bottom um i don't know just coming off as tinny for me hmm. i'm getting yeah. a little bit of that metallic it's like but, i'm you know, chewing I'm on tin foil getting... like i'm thinking of this as like an ipl like a like a hopped lager and and using that in my head versus like a parallel i i like it because it is crisp it does have that pop. It does have that pilsneriness, as you said, Chris. Like, I, I, I did not like this. I'm about halfway through. I kept drinking it and taking sips off of it to follow, you know, following a that dry hop stout. I knew it was going to be a, a, a t- <laughs> something that I really need to clean my palate out with it. But at this point, oh, I'm I'm actually really enjoying it. Yeah, four point eight. This is. This should not be in the 12 beers of Christmas. This should be in a spring pack. It should be in a summer pack. It should be in maybe a fall pack. It definitely does not. It should not be a winter beer. This is something that I would love during the spring, early summer. Like I'm getting out there. It's light. It's refreshing. It's yeah. It's got a little metallic. I can see what you're saying, Chris, but if we're like uh, yeah that pilsnery IPL kind of style like that's I still find it very like refreshing and just after you know the dark darkness of the exorcism our exorcist what is, what is, yeah, the exorcist, yeah, exorcist I'm like oh this is this is a bright ray of sunshine this is great I'm really enjoying the switch up there I would put this I would pick this up for a yeah, a hot disc golfing day or mowing the lawn and, you know, drinking it after mowing this the lawn. This is this is a good I just did yard work. I just came in from a run. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. like I actually really like this. I have less than half of the uh Bavarian and half of the space cupcake. Ooh. And I finished Oof. The Exorcist. The Exorcist, I really like. Yeah. I'm just picking up all my cans and realizing how much beer I still have left, and this is not good. <laughs> and, I, uh, but Little Crispy, I'd finish this. I, I like it. I mean, I, I'm it. gonna, I'll finish it, because I finished the rest of them. Um, I, Paul, when you said you don't think this belongs in the 12 Beers of Christmas, I would agree. I think the only thing that you can say would lead to this being put in is the fact that they were just trying to build a variety pack and they needed some different stuff. Mm. And this is, it is different from the other three beers that we had tonight. And maybe if you're trying to go with the theming, like 
a little crispy, like, ooh, crispy, like, I just walked outside and it's yeah. a little chilly. Yeah. But something like this made me want, so- and I had to look up because I couldn't remember the name of it. I would have preferred something more along the lines of, like, the Southern Tier Old Man Winter Ale. Yeah. Like, something, like, a mm-hmm. little bit more, like, spiced. Like, something that's got a little bit more depth to it, some, like, roastiness. Um, this is such a blank palette. Like, yeah. wouldn't they have added some spice or some kind of flavor to it? And I, then it would fit. Like, you throw some cinnamon in here, some nutmeg. I think what, one, I think with the name Little Crispy and a crisp ale, they're going after the, the Letterkenny um, TV show. It's a Canadian t- TV show, and they call them Crispy Boys. They're drinking... Oh, you talked about it on the last uh, 12 Days of Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, But I think they're kind of going after that style of beer with putting that crisp, crispy on there. Um, I think they're just trying to have different different beers, one, different named beers. Because the first thing I said when I grabbed Reindeer Games was, we had this last year, right? Yeah. Like, this is a new beer to that pack. And it's not an IPA, it's not a stout, it's not a wheat heavy, it's a low ABV, easy drinking beer. And I think, I mean, because you have Space Cake, Space Cupcakes, and Galactic Space Cake in this pack. You got three of their Space Cakes mm-hmm. beers in here, in, in this pack, like... And even like when I was still better than four Boston loggers. True. When, because when I I emptied out the twelve pack and then I put the beers into the back into the back into my twelve pack in the order of how we're going to drink them because they weren't in the same order. I was going, oh, we heavy L. I love a we heavy L. Oh, this is the beer we had in there last year. Oh. Oh, we got this in there. Oh, that's interesting that they put that one. Like we have like a Clementine white wheat ale. Mm-hmm. We have their mango uh their mango pilsner or whatever. Like they have a lot of their just staples that they're putting in here. Like last year I think I feel like we got a lot more Christmas quote unquote themed beers. And this year mm-hmm. I have looking at it, it's like, oh we got a lot more clown shoe beers oh. in here well that's you upsetting know? i didn't i honestly didn't look at the pack i just looked for the top four which ones do i need to find in this pack yeah for the reason I'm... i had the same um, thing like even when i bought it i was just like oh this is the new one because the packaging is different on it as we discussed previously so i was like okay this is the one i need to pick up um i can't even tell you what else is coming in this box because i did literally the exact same thing i looked at the first four that are on the checklist that's on the side i was like okay yeah i need i need the crispy i need exorcist um so i don't know what else is even in this box you're getting then, you're getting the barista again and then you that's get the, the coffee like, brown i remember having it's fun with coffee. this yeah they're like okay. the coffee stout yeah i think i like that one i, re- I remember really like liking doing this last year and like just grabbing them but i don't remember any beer that i'm like Clown shoes. Next time it comes out, I'm definitely going to grab that. Exorcist right here, I should be like that a little bit. You know, but, you know, whatever. I, mean, <laughs> like, I think for it's me... yet another beer on the pot. I think a lot of it is, I'm not going to get something like those other beers. 
that I love from them, like the Blakehorn Unidragon or like the Mexican Sombrero, like their like chili pepper, like chocolate sour. Yeah. Like that's not going to be in here because those are a little bit more like prestige beers. Um, but I then think for this kind of pack, don't you kind of wish they would have like one or two of those like chase, like, you know, for a better term. Uh, yeah. Like, isn't that the term for like yeah. a, uh, yeah, a chase yeah. beer? Yeah. Like um, one or two. I don't know. Like, again, I do remember enjoying this last year, but I think it also was built off the fact that like they did put a lot of different stuff in there. And mm-hmm. I mean, we still got eight more beers to try. So there could be some stuff in there that like, once we get down to the bottom of it, we're like, oh yeah, like now we're we're hitting those heavies. Um, yeah. I I don't mind having picked this up though. Like I'm I'm still okay with finishing it up. Like after this episode, I'm not gonna be like, you know what, guys, let's not do them for the next so, two weeks. It's definitely fun for us to do these. One, it's a beer. <laughs> it's beers that we can all drink together, which is mm-hmm. hard. It's hard for us to get that. When I looked at the beers that were in that, I was like, well, that's really not too much different than last year. And then when Chris said he got it, one, I was 100% down for us doing it because, again, it's something we can all drink and discuss together. But I was like, oh, there's really, like, in my mind, there wasn't anything really super new to it. The Exorcist was new. Little Crispy was new. I think it's a ver like a variant of the um, barista, but oh like I said, you got three different versions of their space cake in there. You know, you you, you have a lot of the just clown shoe beers in there versus holiday themed beers. In their defense, though, compared to the pack that we had last year. Of the four that we had, only one of these was also in that box with Reindeer Games. Um, we do have Space Cake coming up within the next couple weeks, because I know that one is in there, because I pulled it out thinking, like, oh, this is the number mm-hmm. two. And I was like, oh, wait, no, it says Space Cupcake on the list. I gotta look for that one. Um, so I applaud them for putting different stuff in there, because I have tried to make it a point to pick up some different clown shoot stuff if I do see it on the shelves because I do like a lot of those chase beers um, so I'm glad to get something different on top of still having those beers out there for me to look for and get excited for because um, they could have gone the the Boston Lager route with Sam Adams where it's mm-hmm. like oh you pick this up and guess what you're going to be getting four cans of space cake and then four like mango colches or something. Yeah. I'm happy that it's 12 different beers in this box. That's what makes me excited to get this box. You know, these past two years, it isn't four, four, and four. It's a completely unique 12 pack in that way. I did notice that uh, Wegmans was selling like some of like really expensive, like boxes of uh, beer, uh, that's like a 24 pack and it's like a different 50, beer from different beers or something it's, from it's 50 breweries. bucks it's 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 every it's a bunch of breweries that ab owns so oh, okay it's got uh goose Island. it has um golden road it has red hook it has kona beer it it's has... my it's the my husband likes beer mm-hmm. 
I'm going I'll, to buy this for yeah. my husband for Christmas. And it's like fifty four like it's fifty four bucks. Like it's way too expensive for twenty four beers. It's the pack that the people that would buy themselves beer walk past, but it's a package of oh so and so likes beer, I'll buy it for them. Yes. If one of you guys is able to find that online, send it to me because I think I saw that when I was actually looking for this one. Except it was much more aggressively priced down here. If it's if it's the same thing, because I think there was something that was like fifty nine. Was that what you yeah, said, Paul? Like, I, 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 I don't know. I walk. I like beer, so I walk past gotcha. it. <laughs> I sell it. I know it's like fifty five bucks uh, for a twenty four pack. But they're beers that shouldn't be that much money. If I were to buy two 15-pack variety packs of Goose Island, it would cost me 30 bucks. The fact that this has three Kona beers, four Goose Island beers, like four Red Hook beers, like they're not breweries that should cost that much money. They're all cheap brewery beers and it's to me it's just price gouging i talked like three people out of buying it uh-huh. and directed them to things like clown shoes or these other breweries that like hey you're not paying as much money and you can get 12 different beers from these guys or these guys mm-hmm. like i don't I, remember seeing I, this I, last year i don't No, it, it wasn't out last year Okay. Or, or anything sell, like I it. Sell, like I sell beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I I need to sell these beers. I only brought five of them in. I've sold one out of those five. I have four still sitting around. <clears throat> and I'm still not not trying to sell it to people because I'm like, I can break this up and put it in my craft your own and just be like fuck it. Like people don't need to spend this money. I I think this is what it is because the Brewers Collective 24 beers of cheer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's $60 down here. Wolf. So how much is a craft your own pack? Is it 1099 now? 1099. 1099. Okay. So 24 divided by six is four times 1099. Equals $43.96. So, if I were to open up that case, put it in the craft your own, I'd save $12. You would. I would. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. No, you could make... You could... You could, you could make four craft your own packs. Yeah, you could make five like, do better. your own sixes... And do do better, yeah. Like, yeah. That, I, that's what I've told. I I sell this product, and I've told uh, people not to buy it because of that. Like, and we're doing a podcast, so we're telling five other people. <laughs> Hi, mom. Uh, four other people <laughs> not to not to do that. Don't buy it. No, I mean, and if you're one of those three now. people, <laughs> go ahead, Chris. No, but. I feel like it's a very deceptive marketing thing because when you look at it, it doesn't say what beers or what breweries are really in it. Like, they do have some of the logos on the packaging for it, but it doesn't say, like, oh, you're going to get a, like, a Kona, like, 
Longboard Ale or Goose Island IPA. Like, it just, it says, like, oh, there's an Elysian beer in here. It doesn't tell you what that beer is going to be, though. Yeah, Ugh. and the other thing, too, is it says, like, seven different breweries, 29 different styles. And, yeah, it's because you got a fruit beer from these guys, a lager from these guys, a spiced stout from these guys. And, like, it really is misconceived mis- like if there like again you guys said like chase beers if uh-huh. there was wicked weed which is another cuz these are all breweries owned by AB by by Amheiser Bush like they're all breweries own, mm-hmm. owned by a big conglomerate but if you had wicked weed which is a brewery that people <laughs> really like and make fantastic beers if you had some wicked weed in there if you had another brewery if you had this brewery if you had this brewery in there it may be worth that because you can't get wicked weed outside of like Virginia North Carolina area like you can't get this brewery from this like Red Hook is something that sat on the shelf for years why is there three of them in here and Red Hook is the only one that all three beers or all four beers, whatever they're in, are all like holiday themed beers. Everything else is just like Kona, it's their it's their staples. Oh. You know? Goose Island, it's all of their staples plus uh Goose Goose Island Christmas. Like there's you have a pumpkin ale from Elysian in there. Like Which was pump, a dark pumpkin? No. no uh, <laughs> Not the one you want. <laughs> uh, you know, and then they have their the cappuccino split shot, which was a decent beer and is something that we haven't had in the area, but we had that like forever ago though. Like and I don't remember it being yeah wowed by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wasn't it's... as good as the Sam Adams. The black and brew. Yeah. Ooh, haunts my dreams, that beer. But yeah. I think we've gone on too long about how you shouldn't buy this pack. Yeah, Come don't so far. Don't buy no, that. I'll give, you, I'll give you four six packs of it. Yeah. Uh, so far, I'm I'm saying even hold off on the clown shoes. Twelve years of Christmas, maybe maybe unless you episode. already bought it to drink with us. Yeah, and then, hey, then you're getting the entertainment of drinking along with the podcast, at which point I'd be like, you know what, it's still good. And also, just remember, exorcism is pretty good. <laughs> but also, that's a, like, seven seventeen ninety nine for that 12-pack. Mm. You know, it's, it's, not a, it's not a bad price point. Yeah. Seeing as just one... Barrel aged beer from uh, uh, Goose Island cost me about that. Yeah, uh, or or the barrel aged beer from Voodoo that we're going to drive down and get. Uh, I've picked yeah. up four packs of beer from Clown Shoes for for more than that. So yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, but to round out the main topic, it is early to say. But how do you guys feel about Hawkeye versus the other Disney Plus Marvel Ooh. Studio shows that we've gotten so far? Are you asking me for a power ranking? I, I, I'm asking for a power ranking. Again, we've only had two episodes. Uh, the third episode will be live by the time this episode is available to download or stream. So 
everything we're saying could change. Be aware of that to your listener. But where do you guys put this one right now? WandaVision would be number one. It got my hook. Got, it was so different. And it was the introduction. And it it got my hooks in. It got its hooks into me right away. Um, then Loki. Then this. Then Captain America Winter Soldier. And then what if? Is what if on there? Yeah, what Am if I'm missing any Am I missing any other series? No. You could follow. Okay, that's good. Nope. Jono. Uh, Chris or uh, Paul, I think I would just flip the one and two. I think Loki number one. And I'm mm-hmm. gauging this on those first two episodes. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that, that's, first two that's episodes all we can do. Did for me. Like I think Loki would be number one. WandaVision, just because it was so different. Uh-huh. Then this, in, then Captain America Winter Soldier, and then What If. Uh, I think when I have a finish, when I finished watching them, where I could put them yeah. then, like, uh, would probably change, maybe. Yeah, that's that's for the retrospective. Yeah. This is a uh, perspective. We'll get there. Uh, John, I would mirror your list completely um i really loved loki i had a lot of fun with it which kind of surprised me because i thought wandovision would continue to be my favorite um <laughs> and then falcon and winter soldier and then what if i really did enjoy that show i don't want it being at the bottom of my list to seem like i didn't because there's a lot of episodes i did have fun with and i'm glad we will be getting a season two and like some spin-off stuff with marvel zombies um but it doesn't feel like mcu because it's animated and it doesn't ultimately tie into anything else it just kind of plays with that universe a little bit i will watch the rest of what what if when i'm forced to watch it for this episode which we're an episode and there you go much like you'll be forced to make sure you rate and review us over on your podcatching vehicle of choice emails over at begboardcast at gmail.com follow us on all of our social medias um Drink along with us. Hey, pick up that clown shoes, 12 beers of Christmas. Why not? Like, mm-hmm. you're spending your money on other stuff that's probably worse. Yeah, yeah we can't schmoes. have a Christmas if you don't. So. Yeah, schmoes. Uh, yeah, dolphin-ass bitches. <laughs> oh. I, I don't remember what I said to John when he sent that thing. It was something like that. <laughs>